Hello and welcome back. This is Penny Sansevieri and Amy Cornell with episode three of our brand new podcast. Amy, welcome back. Thank you so much. So we're going to focus. So, so this series of the first series of shows that we're doing is focused on getting you from the, from your very first reader to your 10,000th reader. And we talked a lot about a lot of different things in the last show around how to create more of a uh, a direct funnel from the reader to you and to your website and to get in touch with you. So one of the things that we wanted to talk about today on the show was why personal efforts, why that personal touch makes a huge difference. And Amy was involved and she reminded me of this actually when we were debating what to talk about on the second, on the third show, that when I released How to Sell Books by the Truckload on Amazon, I did a lot of, I spend a lot of time doing personal touches on my personal Facebook page. So I don't use it as really a personal page. Like I don't share what I had for dinner or, you know, whatever. I really keep it, it's very sort of professional. And we talked about some tracks on the last show in terms of understanding how to manage your social media. And the, the book right out of the gate did really, really, really well in, in what is considered in the industry to be book marketing is a very unsexy topic. I mean, let's just be <laughs> frank. I mean, let's just be frank about it. This is not, you know, a romance novel or a, you know, true crime podcast or, you know what I mean? It's something that's people know that they need to do, but it's not necessarily something that generally right out of the gate does really well. And Amy, you and I talked about, there was a lot of personal connection between me and the readers that was both intentional and unintentional. It's just kind of how I am with the folks who, who you know, read my books. Yes. The people that really stepped up and immediately responded and took action when that book was out and we ran our promo, you know, it was amazing how many people sent you e with a note saying, thanks so much, Penny. I really appreciate this. I've been waiting for this book, you know, and that really go, that proves that though that personal connection they feel they have with you matters, you know? So it, I think it made a huge, huge difference in, in the responsiveness when you released that book, those people that felt they had a some way were the ones that said, I'm going to go buy it right now. I'm going to take advantage of this. And I'm going to send Penny a note to let her know that I appreciate what she's done. Yeah. Yeah. That's brand loyalty right there. Well, and that's where, right, exactly. And that's where I think that a lot of, so, so when an author says to me, for example, um, if I, if I'm doing a consultation with them and they say, I don't really know what I'm doing wrong with my campaign. I'm running all these Facebook ads. I'm doing all of these ads and nothing's really happening. And in a separate conversation, I want to have a conversation about the, the whole funnel from ads to your Amazon book page, but ads are fine. There's nothing wrong with running ads as long as you're smart about it. But at the end of the day, we are so overwhelmed. I don't have the statistic um, handy in terms of how many ads that we see a day. I, I, I want to say, and Amy, you may not know either. I want to say it's something like a, we're a thousand ads or something every day. Oh, and I'm sure it scales immeasurably the more you're on social media. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and it scales around, you know, the holidays as more, you know, Black Friday sales seem, it seems like they started those in July this year. So, um, 
so there's nothing wrong with ads, but those, whatever kinds of personal touches that you can create with your readers, this is when I teach classes on super fans, right, on how to create, how to turn readers into super fans. It's all that personal connection where they feel like they have a connection to you and there's an ownership in there. There's an ownership in, um, in that connection that the reader has. Goodreads did a study a number of years ago and found that the number one thing that readers want at the end of the book is to connect with the author. So that's really where you know, you want to share a little bit of yourself. You don't have to invite them over for, no, like, we're not asking you to open your doors to your fans. But um, Amy, you and, and I talked, and I know you did some research on this, and we're going to have, there's a lot of links in this call, and in this, this podcast in particular, we're going to put all of those in the show notes. But Amy, you had in particular listed some efforts that you thought were super creative. Can you describe them? Um, yeah, because... Format? Sure. I know. Right. I know it, these will be in the notes. I always do that when I listen to podcasts too. It's like, I want to see all the pictures and all the things so yeah. we sure that that happens. The one thing that I definitely look at, um, when I think about like the amount of effort and authors putting into getting personal and making readers and fans feel involved in what they're doing and in their success is kind of like how many different ways has the author found to show up in that person's life outside of the book, you know? So a lot of it is um, going that extra effort and thinking outside of the book. What can you do outside of your book that keeps you connected to them? Because the book is just one thing. Um, I found one author that did these fabulous, uh, she created a bunch of beautiful quotes and memes and e-cards that you could use and send to friends and it included her branding so that's that extra connection that's oh, going oh wow, yeah yeah it was very smart so you could easily download and share all these fabulous images that she did but her branding was on it but they were really amazing and it's like well now i want to share these because she already did all the work <laughs> yeah and when i start sharing them look at that how many more people are now seeing her brand and they're going like who is this person that has all these great images, you know, it, it was brilliant. Um, I also love it when authors connect themselves to a cause, you know, something that means something to them, whether it's a nonprofit, it could be animals, it could be children, it could be some sort of health related. Um, but I think that's very personal to a lot of people. And especially if you choose something that you know, um, your reader base can connect with. I think they like being a part of something bigger that's really um, important to a lot of people now that's huge in making that connection between your business and a higher purpose. Um, so I think that's really smart for authors to do. And I think we're going to see a lot of that, um, more of that going forward. Um, yeah. Let's see. Oh my gosh. There's just so many. Oh, there was a thriller author I found that and this is so smart and I love thrillers. So this really got me and I'm like, I'm so interested in this. She's actually gone out of her way to visit police stations and take classes on forensics and things like that. And she shared all this fabulous stuff that she's done as part of her research to being 
a better thriller author. And I was just in love with that. I was like, these are my people right here. You know, and oh gosh, I went that's, through, that's a fabulous idea. Isn't that cool? And so it was something that she did and it was so smart of her to think about the next steps of that and bringing her readers and her fans into that level of what she does behind the scenes versus just doing it and thinking like, well, I'm going to put it, I use it for my book and that's it. You know, it doesn't have to stop there. You know, think bigger and think how you can share that with people. And then, oh, there's so many, but one more that I think is really great. I, I feel like um, a lot of our ideas lean more toward fiction authors, um, but quizzes. I think quizzes are really great for nonfiction topics. You know, doing a quiz that shows that you have an invested interest in the next steps with the people that have already bought your book. You know, those kind of personal touches, right. I think are really smart as well. Anything that shows that you're thinking next level and not just about your book and book sales, but about their well-being and your continued relationship with them really makes you stand out. No, I think that's really smart. And now if I'm playing, if I'm listening to this as an author, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Sure. So if I'm creating e-cards and I'm creating um, all of this extra sort of scrapbooky kind of stuff, how is that, how do you feel that that's helping to sell books and or um, what is, what's the long-term benefit of that, of these kinds of things? Oh. Yes, exactly. And so this is where it comes down to, um, you know, and I, I'm Penny the other day when we did one of these, but it's, it's not about, you know, getting one reader, you know, it's, it's about, you know, you want that person to be a return reader, a return buyer. And so these are the kind of efforts that bring people back again, you know, because realistically, if people are already seeing these kind of special personal touches that you've done, they've probably already bought your one book. You know, you've done that. Check that one off the list. What you're trying to do here is make sure they come back and buy book two and book three. You know what I mean? So these, a lot of times, you know, what we're going to be talking about here is not necessarily always about selling that very first book, but it's about the long-term goal you know, of having a successful career as an author with multiple titles, not just necessarily checking off those boxes for just book one. Right. That's how, that's how I look at it. Right. Exactly. And, you know, I think that the other piece of this too is, is that if you're so, well, actually there's, there's two elements to this, right. Is not only are you, you know, saying, okay, great. You bought the first book, you know, we want to keep bringing you back. We want to keep you in, in the quote unquote funnel to buy the second and third and fourth and so on. But you also want to turn them into these personal touches, turn readers into advocates. They turn them into super fans. And the second piece of this is, is that people, readers, especially consumers in general, they love the behind the curtain stuff, right? So this is why like, factory tours of chocolate factories and um, those kinds of behind the scenes things. I remember a book years ago and I highly see now I'm being a super fan about this book. I highly recommend this book. It was was fall on the floor funny. It was called Little Pink Slips and it was about, it was a fictionalized account about when Rosie O'Donnell bought, I want to say was it, it was not Women's Day. It's a magazine that's no longer around because she kind of ran it into the ground. But 
It was, <laughs> this book was hilarious. It was so funny. And part of the appeal of the book was not just, I mean, obviously it was well-written, so that goes without saying, but you knew that it was a behind-the-scenes kind of thing. And what happened when this book came out is a lot of other books with sort of behind-the-scenes stories came out because publishers said, whoa, now we're on to kind of a thing. But that's not been, that's not a secret. Like people love to know how stuff is made, how stuff works. And I think that like the woman, like the really, the gal who does all the, um, you know, she does all the research and she's the, the thriller author and shares this. Yes. What you're doing is you're bringing people into your world, right? Yes. That's CJ Lyons actually. And yeah, exactly what you're saying. Like what she did stuck out to me. I actually haven't read her books yet, but now I want to, because I'm like, she's in this, you know, she went to a forensics thing. Like I, like she is 100% committed to in what she does. And I haven't even read her book and I'm fully convinced it's going to be amazing because she's put in this much effort. I am, I am already on board. Right, exactly. So I think that that's really, and that's where, you know, 95% of books are sold word of mouth. So as you're getting, like, now you're talking about this, and I think, well, you know, I read thrillers are not necessarily my number one genre, but now you've gotten me excited about this just talking about it, because if she's doing all, if she's, you know, shadowing forensic scientists and whatnot, then I'm thinking her books are probably pretty accurate. Yeah, and, and that's the thing that you all that also helps to build reader credibility is when your books are written and they're accurate. You know, if you've written a sci-fi or a fantasy, we know that you have built some imaginary world and there's a lot of stuff, you know, going on. Like the rocks don't really exist in Outlander. I was very disappointed in that, by the way, that those stones. <laughs> all right. I read, like the town exists and the stones don't exist. And I felt super cheated. But we know that even though, <laughs> like, you know, but, but what you're doing is you're creating this world for your reader. And for nonfiction folks, um, Gretchen Rubin, you, you give the example of Gretchen Rubin and I love her podcast. Um, and she has that great quiz cause you and I both took her quiz, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And she has this great quiz and it keeps people involved in her message. It keeps, it allows you to get more of those touches going on. Talk to me. So tell me a little bit about the link that you sent. And again, we'll have all of this stuff in the show notes. Um, the, the, what's the live book club, Amy? What is that? Isn't that a cool concept? So cool. It's like, I thought about that and you've used the example. There was an author that you spoke to, I believe it was an, an event penny where she said that's basically what launched her social media persona was her recommending books because that's all she could think of to talk about. Right. Wasn't that it? Yes, 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 exactly. So, so that was kind of in, so when I saw this, I kind of thought of that. It's like, you know, you're an author that kind of, I mean, and if you're, we've talked about being committed to your genre and how that puts you at the next level, like you are, have the very much potential to be a thought about what's going on in your genre. And so there's an author that does a live book club. And she does it for her books specifically, but so she shows up, she does a live event, she promotes the heck out of it. 
Um, she's got great images that show dates, times, all this great stuff. And then she basically shows up in chats with her fans about her books. And I was just like, why is this so simple yet brilliant? Like, why? <laughs> I was yeah. like, I want to I be there. I even even read the book and I was like, this is such a cool concept. And I would love to sit there and chat with the author about her book. I mean, this is so smart. And obviously it's something that any author should be able to do, you know, in their so what a great way to get involved with fans, do videos, start doing live events in a way that's very easy. In theory, it should be very easy for you and a topic that you can just talk about for days, you know? Right. right I think right, it's a right. great like gateway into doing events, you know, if you're if you haven't done live online with your with your fans or on social, this is such a great like you know, gateway option. Like start a book club, just even do one. You know, you can change up the name a little bit so you're not committed to doing a dozen of them and meeting every month necessarily, but give it a shot. Try one and see who shows up and how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but I think that, and I think that what you've, and and what we've been talking about and the examples that you've shared are really just about, don't overcomplicate this. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, okay, well, all this is great, but I don't really have the time to to, you know, follow forensic researchers or, you know, go, you know, do a ride along or whatever that that's fine, but find something that is unique to your, what you're writing about, whether it's fiction or nonfiction and create and create additional content or create additional ways for people to engage with you based on that topic, whether it's a quiz that, you know, they can take and share. People love quizzes, by the way. They really, really love quizzes. Um, uh, whether it's, you know, and doing some, you know, doing some video, doing some, you know, some Facebook video or in Instagram in the case of the author with the live book club, which again, I think is just such a, such a great idea because it's those personal things. It's kind of like, you know, I travel a lot for, uh, to writers conferences and, and, you know, you really notice the difference when you go from Marriott to Marriott to Marriott or Hilton Hill, whatever, <laughs> you really notice the difference when one particular Hilton or Marriott or, you know, brand name hotel does something different or they do something that is a little personal touch where you know that you're more than a number. So what, what the, what we're really talking about, what we're really getting at is let your find ways to connect with your reader and let them know that they're more than just the book sale. And And Penny, go ahead. No, I was going to say, no, and this also extends media because you've worked with some authors that have had some really brilliant, clever ways to, be memorable with bloggers and media, haven't you? When yeah. they send out books, they send out more than just the book. Yeah, exactly. In fact, we had an author, I remember this because this was over a summer in particular, and this author wrote a book that had recipes in, you know, at, at the end of every chapter. Um, the protagonist was a cookbook author, and one of the recipes was orgasmic cookies. And let me just say on the show that the recipe was amazing and so she she worked with a local bakery who agreed to make them just with for the sticker advertisement on the cookies right to let them know who they were and we sent the orgasmic cookies out with every single book and let me tell you what 
it was super, super memorable. In the case of, um, more recently, in the case of Christina George, she had a book that we, she's an author that we work with pretty frequently. She had a book that was actually set in Belgium and she included some Belgian chocolate with every single book for, for the, you know, for the reviewers. So there are, uh, there are ways to be memorable just to, to, to add that little personal touch. It makes a huge difference. Yeah. That's so brilliant. And if you're pitching bloggers and pitching media, and I mean, I think that makes you not only sound like you have everything together, but it shows that you've thought about the next level of your brand and it shows how committed you are to what you're doing and bloggers and media, they want a sure thing. So if you can show them that level of commitment that you have to your own brand, you are going to seem like somebody that is a sure thing and somebody that they can feel confident in giving coverage to. It yeah. says a lot. Yeah, it really, really does. This, and this even comes down to, I know we're getting a, a little sidetracked how how unique of us right because we never get sidetracked <laughs> for our conversation but you know this also comes down to personalizing emails so we get um there is a particular email account that that's connected to the website that amy, amy and i both get and um, we both get emails from this account and we get pitched for um blog uh, to write in our blog as a blog contributor a lot. And a lot of times the emails will start out with dear and then a comma. Like, oh, I hate oh. that so much. <laughs> I know, right? So you're trying to get real estate on my website, on our website, and you're not even addressing either of us. Like even if it said dear Cosmo, which is my dog's right. name, those of you who don't know, or dear Bernie, which is Amy's dog's name. Like even if it was one of our also allowed. <laughs> right. I would, I would, you know, I mean you've got to it's so true. Or dear dear sirs. It's like have you been on our website? Right. <laughs> right. I mean we're you know we're an all female team. It's like Dear sirs, it's like, wow, thanks for doing your research. And you know what? The first thing I do when I see an email like that is I hit the delete button. Oh yeah, 100%. You know, so, so really, I mean, I think the, the more, the moral of the story, the moral of the story <laughs> of this podcast is create, and, and it doesn't have to cost you a lot of money either, right? So what we're talking about here is creativity, um, a little bit of time. And, you know, maybe, you know, a little bit of money, but like Claire Cook and, and the, her, her e-cards that she has, once what? you create them, you don't have to do it again and again and again. Right. Exactly. A lot of this stuff can be used over and over again. And getting personal and thinking about details and incorporating things that are unique to your brand is a lot better use of your marketing time doing a billion different things one time and then saying like, Oh, now I can take a break for a couple months. You know, it's yeah. like, no, that's not, the, that's not the approach you want to take doing a bunch of different stuff and not really paying attention to it and just hoping it works. You know, that's not a good use of your time, but stopping to think about special details, making yourself memorable, mm -hmm. you know, those things will carry you longer for the effort that you put in. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I want to leave you all with this story because I think that what we're really talking about is we're talking about not just creating a great book, but creating an experience for your reader and to take it a step beyond that, create things that a reader is going to want to share. One of the reasons that we like sharing funny memes is because we like to, you know, we like to look good in social media, right? I mean, nobody really posts anything bad. And so it's like, oh, I'm just, I mean, I guess some people do. And that's not really a good use of social media, but that's a whole different call. <laughs> but part of the reason why these things get so sticky, why readers love them, is because they're fun to share with their friends. Like, oh, look at what I found. And then your friend says, oh my gosh, this is fabulous. Like all these finds that Amy has found, I'm like, oh my gosh, these links, how did I not know about this? Create shareable content. Years ago, and this goes back a while, but years ago, there was a, a an actually a PowerPoint presentation that had been somehow turned into this little movie, and it was called Interview with God. And it was created by somebody just kind of on the fly. He found this in public domain, the interview with God, and he created all these images behind it and all this other stuff. And I met this author. He, he turned into an author because one day he was sitting at his computer and a friend forwarded him over this little PowerPoint mini movie and said, oh my gosh, Morgan, you have got to see this. This is the best thing you've ever seen. And it was his own movie that he had created. And somehow he had sent it to one friend who sent it on to more friends. By the time I met with him, he was in, he was local here in San Diego. He had a fax machine. Yes, I now I realize I have totally dated myself, but he had a fax machine <laughs> in his office that literally rang the entire time with book orders. So in his case, a little bit in reverse. He had created this PowerPoint just on a whim because he thought it was a beautiful poem and added some photography to it. And then he, he decided he, you know, after he got his presentation sent to himself by other friends, like 10 or 20 times, he's like, oh, well, there's something here. He created a book and he couldn't fulfill the orders fast enough. I love that. He And he created like a, there was a screensaver and there was a diary and there was all kinds of, it's a calendar. There was all kinds of stuff. Creating memorable experiences for readers will help you in ways that you can't even imagine. So um, in the next, in the next, in the fourth session, we're going to close out kind of our one to 10,000 readers call, but I hope you've learned a ton. Thank you so much for, for sticking with us in the still yet unnamed show. Although I think given the fact that we mentioned our dog's names on the show, maybe we should name it after. Because <laughs> we're crazy like that. There might be a dedication line. Let's put it that way. Right. Exactly. There might be a dedication line, but we thank you all so much for tuning in. Amy, thank you for your great examples too. These were really fabulous. Of course. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye.